bringing to light hidden revelations. Don't be deceived. Resource can be deceptive. When God told Moses, that stretch forth your road on a rock and water shall come out. Moses hit the rock. Water still came out. He got the resource, but God was displeased. So the fact that you are having resource does not mean God is pleased with you. Building faith through God's word. People say Christianity is all about ups and downs. It is never true. The Bible says we shall be the head and not the tail. So we don't go up and come down. Our life is not up and down. Our lives is up and up only. Impacting lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Say yes to the Lord. What have you been struggling by yourself? By strength shall no man prevail. If you allow the Holy Spirit, he will take you through. Welcome to Prophet Victor's podcast. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and brings you closer to God. Enjoy this message. The Christians have a lot of revelation, but believing and walking in that revelation is an issue. The Bible tells that you are a temple of God and God dwells in you. Imagine, look at how soldiers are guiding even where our president stays. He doesn't pay for anything. He just there eats and thinks for the nation. And you have a whole God dwell inside of you and you are afraid of a demon or a witchcraft. He said, we are surrounded by numerous company of angels. You are highly protected. You cannot be afraid if you are a temple of God and God dwells in you. God will take care of the bill because he lives there. It's not you. Hallelujah. We need to understand this. When we read the Bible, let's get it. Let's get it as the way it is. Just see it like that. You are a temple. Yes, I'm a temple. Don't try to add up or subtract. Oh, you know, God, the way you see me, the way I'm sinful, my character is bad. No, no, God said you are a temple. He knows who you are and he decided to dwell in you. Hallelujah. Amen. What I'm going to talk about is he that dwelleth. He that dwelleth. Psalm 91 verse 1. He that dwelleth mm-hmm. in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the mm-hmm. shadow of the Almighty. Wow. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, he that dwelleth, not he that visit, he that dwelleth, not he that comes and live immediately, not wow. he that comes once in a month, not he that visit when he is in trouble or she is in trouble, he that dwelleth, the Greek word means to be rooted. So in other words, he that is rooted in the house of God. He that is rooted. He that is rooted, not he that comes and lives. Another word for Yahushad is permanently seated down. Permanently seated down. Permanently, not partially, not sitting for a while and later disappear. Permanently seated. Another word for Yahushad is remain, to remain, to remain. So he that remains, he that dwelleth, he that remains, he that is permanently seated, he that is rooted in the secret place of the Most High. He that is rooted in the secret place of the Most High. He 
that is permanently seated in a secret place of the Most High. He that is remain. So many times that Christians do not abide in the presence of God. They visit. They don't remain. They come and go. They are not permanently seated. They are standing. Oh. They are standing. They have made God like an ambulance. When there's no injury, no one calls ambulance. When there's no thief, nobody calls a police. God has become an emergency where we call him when we are in trouble. So you see people said, God's telephone number is Jeremiah 3 verse 33. He said, call on me and I will answer. So if they don't have any issue, they do not call. It has become like a call center. God has become a call center. Hello, you know, last time I bought airtime and somebody has taken the airtime. Then they solve your problem. That's it. The moment everything is in place, you have nothing to do with Safaricom. You will not call them. You have nothing to do with MTN. God wants us to abide. God wants us to permanently sit in his presence. God wants us to remain in his presence. Always, always. That's it. He that dwelleth, he, he, it means he's about to say something. So before you experience the things down that scripture, you have to remain or abide. You have to be permanently seated. And he continues, he said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew word for abide is lunluyen. Lun luyen, which means to stay permanently. To abide. If you dwell, then you must abide. Stay permanently. It means that the presence of God should be your dwelling place. Should be a place you eat, you will sleep, you do whatever you want to do there. The presence of God. So to stay permanently or to tarry. Another word for tarry is to wait. Wait. He that dwelleth or remain in the presence of God will wait. So it talks about patience. Many people cannot wait. They are in a hurry to leave. Oh God, you know, I need money, blah, 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 blah. And then they are gone. They cannot wait. Somebody was praying, oh God, this year, if you don't help me, I'll help myself. Oh God, I said this year, if you don't help me, I'll help myself. And I will shame you. Mm-mm. You cannot shame God. God wants you to have patience. Even in the times of hardship. In times of trouble. In times of difficulty. Remain his presence. Remain. Abide. Tarry. Wait in his presence. You have to wait. Wait. Learn to wait. You see, he that dwelleth will always wait. The reason why you cannot wait. Is because you are not remaining. And so if you can wait, then you have to be seated in the presence of God. Anyone that does not have patience when it comes to the things of God is standing rather than sitting. The reason why you don't have patience is you are standing. The reason why you cannot wait is because you are standing. The presence of God is a place that Christians must yearn to abide and always want to live. The safest place to be in this planet is not in your room. It's not in the hands of police. 
is not in the hands of government. The safest place to be is in the presence of God. That is why a songwriter said, Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love of beauty and less words. Nothing in this world will satisfy. Oh, Jesus, you are the cup that will run dry. Your presence is heaven to me. Oh, your presence. In my weakness, you are merciful. Redeemer of my past and present role. Holder of my future days to come. We sing in your presence. It's heaven to me. Oh, your presence. It's heaven to me. The presence of God is heaven. I am telling you. You, when you are in the presence of God, the reason why your thought is filled with a whole lot of negative stuff, you are full of negative. The reason why you are full of fear is because you are not abiding in the presence of God. Because when you are in the presence of God, you don't even remember what you don't have. This dawn, the Lord woke me up around 2 a.m. and I was praying. And as I began to pray, the presence of God filled the room. And I cried for three hours. I saw myself sharing tears. And I stood up to go and pick tissue. It was only God that helped me. The way the Spirit of God thrown me, I nearly hurt my head. The presence of God was so strong in my room. And I found myself crying. And let me tell you, some of us, we are so hard. We don't cry on unnecessary things. No, we are hard. We have been through a lot that where our tears are, before it comes out, then that thing must be hard to bring those tears out. We have been through hard time to understand that even when there was something that everyone, my father died, that everyone was crying. I was just standing there looking at him. There was no tear coming. And the presence of God brooded on me. And it was so awesome. I was not even thinking where I was. I was not thinking even whether I had money or nothing. Nothing. All I was thinking is, oh God, you are awesome. Oh God, you are awesome. That is why God wants us to abide. He wants us to stay permanently. He doesn't want us to visit. He wants us to stay. So the word abide means to tarry. Many Christians do not dwell. They visit. When they come to the presence of God, they are in a hurry to leave. They can't wait in the presence of God. They are in a hurry to leave. They have listed some few prayer topics. When they come, they pray after they've exhausted the prayer topic that they go. But God wants us to tarry. He wants us to stay. And it is not only going to church only that you can abide. You can be in the presence of God at your office. You can abide in the presence of God. Even when you're in the washroom, you can, wherever you find yourself, you can still enjoy the presence of God there. Because the presence of God is not a place to be. The presence of God is a realm to live. And you can access that realm by being conscious of it. Being conscious of his presence. For the Bible says, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
So if Bible has said that I am not leaving you nor forsaking you, which means that God is with us each and every day, wherever you find ourselves. In a book of Isaiah, he said, when you find yourself in the fire, I am with you. If you find yourself in water, there I will abide with you. God does not leave us. But the reason why we do not enjoy the presence of God is because we are not conscious about his presence. That is why you find people in church. Let's pray and invite the presence of God. As if God has gone on vacation. If you have been praying this prayer, stop. It's not scriptural. The Bible says, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. Not that invite me and I will come. He is there. As you gather in the name of God, he is there. As you have gathered here in Zoom, you might be in your room. I might be in my room. Someone is in Kenya. There are other people in Dubai, other people in Ghana, other people in other parts of the world. They are joining. God is there. We don't invite the presence of God. We are the carriers of the presence of God. So as you go, you carry the presence of God. That's why when Elijah was saying, he said, we are the temple of God. So if you are a temple and God lives in you, wherever you go, he is with you. So when you are going to gossip about that lady, he is there. He is hearing you. You thought you have looked one side and other side. Nobody is coming. Have you looked inside of you? Who is there? You are cheating someone and you thought the person did not see. Look inside of you. The creator of the universe live right inside of you. He dwells in you. I will not leave you, not forsake you. For you to enjoy the presence of God, you've got to be conscious of where the presence is in you. You've got to be conscious of the presence of God. You have to be conscious that God is with you. In the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, it says, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew. They, they shall renew. God does not renew strength. It is they that wait that renew their strength. So if you do not wait, you don't renew your strength. That is why you always grow weary. When something bombards you, you feel so miserable. You feel so, so discouraged because you are not abiding. So your strength is not renewed. The Bible says, they that get discouraged or they that fall in adversity, their strength is weak. If you fall or something happens to you or when you go through things and you are not able to stand, it means your strength is weak. And what makes your strength strong is abiding in the presence of God. Abiding. When you abide in the presence of God, God provides your need. I will share some of the benefits I've not gotten there yet. It is very necessary. Wherever you find yourself, just be conscious of his presence. When Paul recognized the presence of God, even in the prison, he came out. God is with you. God does not go on vacation. It is you that goes on vacation. That is what the Bible says. Draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh unto you. When you draw closer, God come closer. You see, it doesn't mean God is far, but it is you who is far. So as you begin to draw closer, you realize that God is even more closer than you. The more you draw closer, the more you recognize his presence, the more you see him around you. But if you distance yourself, you feel that God is afar. God has never been afar. It is you 
who has been withdrawing. It is you who has been going afar. It is you because you think last time you did something wrong. God is not looking at you like that way. The Bible said, Henceforth know ye no man after the flesh. Henceforth know ye no man after the flesh. So if you are lying and you think God is angry, God is not looking at the flesh that is lying. God is looking at the spirit that is united with him. So don't allow your mistake to take you away from God. Because God has entered into a covenant with you. He said that I will never, have you ever told of that? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. This promise is not those for marriage, for better, for worse. Yet when the worst comes, they start running away. This one, it is God. And the Bible said, he has bound himself by his word. So if God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The moment you fall and he make a decision to leave, the word that he has said, remind him, hey, remember you said you are not leaving Barbara nor forsaking her. Have you forgotten? We have to be conscious of the presence of God. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. But he uh-huh. that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Wow. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, not different spirit. In other words, when you become one again, you become one with God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, one so god does not have different spirit and you have a different spirit you are one with god he said he that is joined to the lord is one spirit you cannot separate yourself neither can god separate himself the passion version it says but the one who joins himself to the lord is mingled into one spirit with him i love it it's mingled it's mingle into one spirit with him. Mingle. It's like those who bake bread. You mix the flour with the margarine and sugar. It's, you mix them. If somebody comes to you and say that, remove the sugar from the bread, you can't. Why? You oh, have yes. mingled it. You have mingled it. Ooh. When they tell you, remove the margarine, you cannot remove it. That is how when you get born again, you mix with God. You have mixed with God. And so the devil does not know you, neither does he know God. The only thing that the devil used to differentiate you and God is the way you talk. Because God does not talk a certain way. So if you say, I am dying, I am sick, I am broke, that one, the devil identify you. Like, oh, this person is not God. Apart from that, devil cannot you see you. Neither can he identify you or recognize you. Why? Because you have mingled with God. You have mixed with God. Hallelujah. So when you are conscious of these things, you know you are with God. God is with you. Acts chapter 17, verse 27 to 28. That you may seek after the Lord, if happily you may feel after him and find him, though he be not far from us. God is not far from you. God is not far from you. God is not far from you. He's not far. That you will seek and find him, though he be not far, which means that it is you who is far. But the moment you begin to seek, you will find. 
God is not missing. It is you that is missing. You are the lost one. It's not God. He said, He be not far from us, for in Him, wow, He is not far from you because you are even living in Him, moving in Him, and having your being in Him. Wow, you are in Him. In Him you live. In Him you move. In Him you have your being. How can you fail? How? How can you fail? How can you have an accident? How? You are living in God. The safest place is in God. But the reason why you don't feel protected, you don't feel preserved, is because you are not abiding. You are not dwelling in the presence of God. You are not dwelling. You are not dwelling. He that dwelleth, for in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Our existence is in Him. We exist because of Him. We live because of Him. We move because of Him. But you are not experiencing that because you are not abiding. You are a visitor. You are not permanently seated. You visit and go. The presence of God has become a strange place to believers. That is our home. That is where we should live. And you can live there even in your office whilst you are busy working. You can be in the presence of God by being conscious of His presence. Recognize that He's there. Recognize that He lives in you. You live in Him. And that gives you access to flow in His presence, to enjoy His presence. Whilst you are walking to work, you can just enjoy the presence of God by tuning. Just, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Acknowledge His presence. Give reverence to His presence. God wants to connect with you. God wants to fellowship with you all the time. Not when things are not okay. Many Christians remember God when they are in crisis. Many Christians pray when they are in crisis. If you only pray when you are in trouble, then indeed you are in trouble. In trouble. If you only pray when you are in trouble, then indeed you are in trouble. You need a higher deliverance. The overdose deliverance. We need to buy a barrel full of oil and soak you in that oil for three days and remove you because indeed your trouble is trouble. We don't have to pray when we are in trouble. We have to pray always. Prayer is always. Prayer is a daily necessity for survival of a believer. Abiding. Not only when we have something. So God, I'm alone here. Can we have a conversation? Then you just enjoy. Just enjoy the presence of God. How sweet it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> Today, I just enjoy the presence of God. And when I went out, somebody dashed me money. I just went out and I was going to withdraw money. And the person saw me. Said, ah, Pastor Victor, why are you working under this sun? So that's why I'm coming to withdraw money. So come, 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 man. He took money, a huge money, gave it to me, brah. I put it in my wallet. I returned to the house. How sweet. You cannot find this anywhere. You can't find this in drinking spots. You will only find this in the presence of God. Just enjoy and somebody dash you money. Chai. Amen. Wow. Prayer must be a lifestyle. Prayer must be a lifestyle. Prayer is the access to the presence of God. Remember, 
prayer is the access to the presence of God. So prayer must be a lifestyle. Prayer makes you fruitful. Prayer makes you fruitful. So if you are barren and everything is not working for you, check your prayer life. I am not saying only going to God when you are in need. I am saying making a prayer a lifestyle. See, some of you, anytime you are praying, you have something asking. Are you the only one who needs? Are you the only one who is going through troubles? Sometimes go to God and say, God, today I don't have any request. I just want us to talk. Well, God knows what you need. So before you even ask, the Bible says he knows. So when you go into the presence of God and communion with the presence of God, he takes care of the things you need. He takes care of them. Prayer makes you fruitful. You always bear fruit. You always bear fruit. Abiding. He that dwelleth. He that abides. He that tarries. He that remains in the presence of God. John chapter 15 verse 4 to 7. It says, abide in me. And abide I in me. And I in you. Abide in me. And I in you. In other words, God is always available. And so the moment you avail yourself, you see God. He didn't say, I will abide in you so that you will abide in me. He said, abide in me and I in you. In other words, when you abide in God, you discover God in you. When you abide in God, you discover God in you. Not abide in me and I will abide in you. Abide in me and I in you. In other words, I dwell in you. I live inside of you. For you to access me, you must abide in my presence. Then the veil will be removed for you to know that I am actually living inside of you. Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine, even can you not, you cannot bear fruit unless you abide in God. That is why I said prayer makes you fruitful. As you abide in the presence of God, you become fruitful. Amen. A branch without a vine is fruitless. A believer without God, without abiding in the God we serve, you become fruitless. You become barren. The reason why everything is not working for you is because you are not abided. You are not dwelling in a secret place of the Most High. You are not dwelling. You are not tearing. You are not permanently seated. He's not talking about visiting. Permanently seated. Remaining. Being rooted. That is what the Bible says. He that is planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courtyard of our God. You cannot flourish if you are not abiding, if you are not dwelling. Your flourishing depends on where you are rooted. Be rooted in the presence of God. Just remain there. Remain there. Remain there. The presence of God, it should be a daily thing. A daily thing. I remember last time I was talking to Pearl. 
And as we kept talking and talking and talking on video call, immediately my eye became red. Then she said, mm, babe, you're already in. Prophesy, prophesy. And I was just laughing. You know, as we kept talking, I became conscious about the presence of God immediately. Then I switched. I switched into the realms of the spirit. And that when I switch, any word that comes is not my word. I am speaking the mind of God. Learn to live. It is possible. It is possible. It's not about me only. You can also live there. God actually is calling you. That is why he said, he that abided, he that dwelleth. Make sure you make his presence a dwelling place. I remember last time I was traveling, I began to meditate. And as I began to meditate, I switched. By the time I came to myself, I had passed by where I was supposed to alight. So I had to take another car and come back. I was not conscious about my environment. It is a safest place to be. My brother, my sister, my mother, my father. It's a safest place to be. Are you confused? Go into your closet. Communion with God. Don't talk about your problem. Don't talk about it. When you are in trouble and you find things are falling apart, go to God. Don't talk about the problems. Just tell God, I love you. I just want to be there. And before you come out, God will begin to arrange the things. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, the same person that is abiding in me, will bring forth much fruit. I understand when you use the word much, it means something that cannot be counted. Is that not so? It is something that cannot be counted. We have much water. We have much sugar because those things cannot be counted. And the Bible said that he that abides in me, the same bring forth much fruit. In other words, your fruit cannot be counted. Your fruit cannot be counted. Wow. Wow. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Learn to abide. And he says, without me, you can do nothing. <laughs> without me, you can do nothing. Have you seen the reason why you are not able to do anything? Is because you are doing it without Christ. You are doing it alone. The Bible said, without me, you can do nothing. Without you abiding in me, everything that you do is in vain. That is what the Bible said. Except the Lord watches over the city. He that watches it watch, but in vain. Except the Lord build the house. The labor builded it back in vain. It is in vain to wake up early in the morning and go and seek for bread. It is in vain. For I give it, my beloved, a good sleep. You are struggling to sleep because you are thinking of waking up early to go. The Bible said it is in vain. Without Christ, it is in vain to wake up and open your shop early. It is in vain without Christ. You think you have the skills, you have all the sweet talk that you can convince the customers. It is in vain. You might be having resource for a couple of time, but a time is coming. You realize that it is in vain. It is in vain. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Don't do without God. 
I'm telling you, don't go into that relationship without God. Don't start that business without God. Don't start that ministry without God. Don't take that decision without God because you will fail. Without me, you can do nothing. Some of you, you start before you ask God. God will be quiet. That is why you have been praying and God is not answering. Oh, man of God, I'm in a relationship and there's a misunderstanding. Have you prayed about it? Yes, I've been praying about it. I'm not hearing anything. Did you ask God before taking the step? No. Then God has nothing to say at this point of time. If you do not ask God before you take the decision, after taking it, God will not say anything, even if you ask him. Without me, you can do nothing. You don't abide in the presence of God. You see dryness. Everything seems dry. Your finances are dry. Your relationship is dry. Everything around you becomes dry. That is why when a tree becomes dry, it's withered. It dries out and it dies. So when you disconnect yourself from the presence of God, you dry up. That is why everything becomes scattered. You walk in confusion. Everything seems working against you instead of working for you. The Bible says, in all things, he worketh together for our good. He worked for us. He doesn't work against us. So when you see things working against you, it means you are not abiding. You are not abiding. I love the verse 7. If you abide in me, mm-hmm. and my words abide in you, and my words abide in you, mm-hmm. you shall ask what you will, mm-hmm. and it shall be done unto you. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. If you abide in me, and my ways abide in you. You shall ask what you will. What? <laughs> wow. If you abide in me and my ways abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and I shall be given to you. Why is he saying that? Because when the word of God abides in you and you abide in God, you will never ask wrong. You will never ask wrong. He said, you will ask what you will. In other words, you are abiding in me and I in you and my word is in you. And so you know my will, you know my mind concerning that particular thing. So that is exactly what you will ask. But if you're not abiding, you will ask outside the will of God. That is why you don't have resource. Abide. He said, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. The Greek word of shall be done unto you is ginomai. Ginomai. Which means to cause to be. To cause to be. Ginomai means to cause to be. So even if you ask God, God, I need a husband. And the husband is not there. God will cause the husband to be. Even if you ask for money, and there's no money, God will cause the money to be. Amen. To cause to be. In other words, when you request and the thing is not dead, God will cause it to be. Yeah. Receive. Amen. You pray, oh God, I want this job opportunity. Even if that company is not in Kenya, God will cause it to be. Even that company is not in Ghana, God will cause it to be. If the company is not in Dubai, God will cause it to be. That is what I want you to understand. God, I need a man with this and with that and with this and with that. If that man is not, God will cause it to be. Come on. That is the experience that happened in Genesis chapter 1. 
The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness always upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke to the light, and the light was caused to be. It was the same experience in John chapter 15, verse 7. Even when you ask anything in my name, it shall be done. In other words, even if it is not there, he will cause it to be. Amen. What? You can't read this and remain the same. You can't listen to this and go to your room and start crying for money. No, when you call it, God will cause it to be. I speak into your life. In the name of Jesus, whatever you are lacking, I speak to it. Let it be. In the name of Jesus, let it be. Whether it is peace, whether it is marriage, whether it is relationship, whether it is ministry, whether it is open doors, whether it is financial access, I cause it to be in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you are listening to me and you are not born again, you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died and rose up again. From today, I accept you as a Savior and the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you've prayed this prayer, you are born again, you're a child of God, your name is in the book of life, join any Bible-based church and keep God first place, your life will never be the same again. We'd also like to walk with you through this new journey of salvation. You can reach us through our email at prophetvictorcoffee at gmail.com. It is written in the description box below or inbox us on any of our social media platforms and our team will follow up on you. So find us on YouTube at The Voice of Revival Kabasha, on Instagram at The Voice underscore of Revival and on Facebook at The Voice of Revival. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've been blessed. If you have, kindly share it with somebody. Help us spread the gospel of Christ. Don't just eat. Plant the word in somebody else's life. Hit share. Hit subscribe. Follow us on podcast too. Thank you for being connected to this ministry. May you bear much fruit. God bless you.